Welcome to another episode of She's Intentional. Join us on an incredible journey as we share our experiences and lessons learned in our homes. We may not have all of the answers, but as best friends and business partners, we're really excited to open up about our successes and failures along the way. Tune in to our down-to-earth and super relatable podcast as we explore the power of intentional rhythms and how they have positively impacted every aspect of our lives. We're here to support and inspire you on your own journey. So grab a cozy spot, put on your favorite headphones, and get ready for a heartwarming and transformative discussion. Together, let's rewrite the rules and create a life we love. Welcome to another episode of the She's Intentional Podcast. We're your hosts, Megan and Julie. And today we're talking about being intentional with our choices, which is going to be fun. It, this is like, this is kind of heavy. I feel like we're doing, it's not heavy. Yeah. It's just the weight of choices are heavy. Yeah. And when you really start to think about them, like if you could just go about your day, I mean, you know, be fine. But yeah, when you start to think about, and we kind of, we'll get into this, but we kind of talked about breaking them down into like, not small, medium, large, but kind of that, you know, like little ones, big ones. Yeah, I think that's literally what we called it yesterday. We should have been like tall, grande, venti. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coffee versions. Yeah. I am. Us. You can't see it. And we are not sponsored, but I'm drinking out of my J. Jones ceramic that Julie got me. If you have not seen the most it's beautiful gorgeous. cup on the face of this planet, if you hear me gulping, it's because I need all the caffeine today. Um, well, two, you guys just got back your... from a trip. Yeah. about your trip? Okay. It's not even a trip. If it's less than 24 hours, does it count as a trip? <laughs> you, you had to drive a long ways, so I think it counts. Okay. So I figured out we left at noon on uh, Monday. And we got back at four in the morning on Tuesday. So oh it was like, what is that? 12, 16 hours <laughs> from start to finish. Uh, my husband and I won tickets to the Tommy Prophet um, Christmas concert. And if you mm -hmm. haven't listened to it, OBS, we are not sponsored by Tommy Prophet. <laughs> but I feel like I should be Talker. at this point because uh, I've had so many people message me like, I'm now obsessed thanks to you. Um, it is like, this is what I was trying to explain to Russell. This music makes me have feelings and I, feelings wheel, Aww. you've been around for a while. I don't know how to <laughs> identify a lot of feelings. My only feelings that I know that I feel are happy, sad, angry, and annoyed. Those are my four and that's all. <laughs> but like- The rest are gray area. <laughs> yeah, the rest is it. But that music makes me- it. It is just so magnificent. It is, mm. it makes me feel joy and peace and uh, so many oh. things from, I feel like the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is it like runs through my veins. I got goosebumps listening to it for the first time. And I was like, Lord, I'd really love to go to this concert. And I was going to buy tickets for Russell as a surprise, but I was like, there's no way we can make it happen. And then I mm. saw that they were giving away tickets through K-Love Nashville and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to win these. And there's like zero chance I'm going to win them. And then I what did. What did you have to do to enter? I, I, I tagged you on Instagram. I tagged you. Oh. I tagged like seven different people. And um, <laughs> I got the message and I was, I looked at Russell. We were out to lunch what? one day. I was like, and I was like, holy crap. He's like, what? I said, we just want tickets to the Tommy Prophet concert. He was like, we cannot go to that. That is six hours away. And. Uh, our three-year-old has a Christmas concert the next morning. So like, we can't even get a hotel. And I'm like, bro, I don't They're ask for it. a lot. <laughs> like, I really don't ask to do a lot of things. I'm a homebody. I like to be home. I don't like to do, I love to sit on the couch and read. And I like to be with my family, but that's it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like to even, I hate when we went all, when we earned all those free trips, I always hated them. I hated, I loved when I got there, but the anticipation of it just, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be so anno- I would be annoyed. I'd be like, I can't believe we have to go on another <laughs> stupid free trip. Like this is like ah, all the things. But I was like, I really want to do this. And he was like, okay, we'll make a way. So we made the plan and we went and it was top five favorite memories of my entire Aww. life. And because I cried while I was there. I almost became Pentecostal and started dancing and running up and down the aisles because it was so magical. <laughs> uh, it was at the Grand Old Opry. And yes. I just sat there and like, I'm like, this is what heaven's got. It's got to be like this. Heaven has, mm-hmm. if, if heaven is better than this, like I can't even imagine anything sounding better than this right now. Like mm-hmm. if this is what heaven is Dang. like, like I want to go right now. And mm-hmm. the um, producer writer i don't even know what they're called i'm not into music that much important okay Mm -hmm. the guy who wrote this whole thing he said it's so wild to me because i in 2020 i wrote this entire album and i reached out to these artists and i was like i want you to sing this but there it's a very hard composition and these songs are really hard for them to sing and he was like but getting them to do it one time in a recording studio i could i could get them to commit to that but He was like, I just knew the most magical night in all of history, the one that changed the world forever, needed just an important, just as an important soundtrack to match what happened that night when the savior was born. Oh, and he was crying while he was sharing that. And so he's like, when I was sitting there writing it, I closed my eyes and I dreamed of being in a concert hall performing this live for the our savior and he was like god gave me my dream and he was crying and he was like this is like the and we are at the grand old opry anyway so like knowing that is the idea behind it and then you just sit there and you think about like jesus in the manger and that night with those songs your everything changes and it was so spectacular besides that Uh besides that uh I was super excited to be intentional with Russell with our time and be in the car. We were in the car for 12 and a half hours together. And I was pumped to Mm -hmm. have no kids, nor no kids. And like, I didn't have, I, my laptop was dead on. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't bring that. I didn't bring anything to work on. I just wanted to be with my husband. I know Mm -hmm. it's shocking, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I want to be intentional with my time with him. So I grabbed one of our favorite books that we've been reading together, like an old couple. And um, he was like, hey, I wonder if we can get it on um, like Audible. And I was like, let's see if it's through the library because then it will be free and free is for Mm -hmm. me. And we did. (laughs) We found it on Audible and we listened to the entire book uh, on Audible. Um, And the premise of the book is called Endure, but it's about how growing your resilience makes you into the person that like who you're created to be and it was like so incredible because Mm. getting and we would pause it and talk through it and just have like these deep conversations yeah Uh, it was Uh. like so incredible you know when like your cheeks hurt from smiling so much yes my cheeks still hurt because i was smiling Uh. so much the entire time i was like you can't see me, but do I was like this the, <laughs> the entire time the concert. I and I was like raising my hand. I was like as if I was like a like a. I was trying to like not do it anywhere where I could see anybody, but I'm like moving my hands around because it was so good. I looked like um air traffic control, but like a, a, like yes. only nothing above my shoulders, like nothing above my shoulders, just shouldered down. So I didn't. Why was anybody. that zone just like no go? You were afraid I to just, interrupt other people. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to make anything like distracting for anybody else. You know. Yeah. Air traffic control. At least you weren't wearing orange. It's yeah, fine. No. Nobody. No. They're probably all in their own world too. That makes me so happy that you guys got that time together. It was so. It was intentional not to be like. But we yeah. really tried. Like we put forth a lot of effort to do that. We had, and also like I'm yeah. super thankful. We had to have three different babysitters through that time different people picking up and i'm really shout out to those shout Mm -hmm. out to those that helped thank you (laughs) it takes so many people to navigate and take so much planning but i'm proud of you for making it work because i feel like a lot of times people just skip out 
No, I would never. Plenty of times, right? That were like, nah. Yeah, Russell is like, I cannot believe like you're working so hard for this. I'm like, this is how badly I want this. Yeah. Gosh. Is he touring still? If people no, it was one night a year. He does it one night a year. But yeah, that's what made it even more. Like it's that is it. Yeah. So if you guys want to listen to it, you can listen to last year's concert is an album and it's on um, all the things, um, but it's called Birth of a King by Tommy Prophet. Even Bryn, oh. Bryn sings it and asks Google. And the other thing is oh. really fast. I know that we're late, but the other thing is the guy is like, Tommy is very kind and like oh. in my DMs, like I tagged him. Thank you so much. We won tickets. Thankful for like these three people. And he messaged me and was like, and I, and said make a way to come it'll be worth it and i was like wow that's pretty cool and then um he was like i can't believe you guys liked it so like just like really personable and like Mm -hmm. the dms Mm -hmm. and i at the end of it all we thanked him and we saw like we were in the friends and family section and he comped the tickets so i thought like caleb like bought the tickets but he comped them so we were in the friends and family section and like that was cool it just felt so grateful the entire yeah. my yeah. like was overflowing with gratitude. But afterwards, I snuck in Brinley. I heard Brinley say, "Hey, Google, play, play, uh, Birth of a King by Tommy Prophet." <laughs> and I opened the door, and she's dancing and jumping up and down off of the nuggets in her room, singing, um, "Go tell it on the mountains." And so, like, I sent the video to Tommy because you know, like, I don't post our girls on social mm-hmm. anymore, and I was like, "This is really creepy," but this will make your day. And he was like, this is so awesome. So uh, the personableness yeah. Yeah. was yeah. just really cool. You know how John Maxwell tells everybody that they're his friend, you know, like, yes. I'm, and I'm your friend. I feel like you could say this now, like about Tommy, you could be like, listen, I'm his friend. I sat in the friends and family section. I 100% Something to claim there. Did you know that Andrew texted me and told me that he knows him? I, I have no idea. I haven't seen my husband more than like three minutes this entire month. Well, so. <laughs> well he texted me. And you know, he's texted me maybe Aww. two times in my entire life. And I was like, wow, Andrew, you actually just became cooler. How does he so. know him? Something like he, they played against him in basketball at Northland. And then also he oh. sang or did something for his three-on-three that he used to do back in oh. like – yeah. Oh, yeah. He would. There would be a concert there. Oh, yeah. that would have been years ago. That's wild. Yeah. How yeah. cool. I, and the fact that Andrew texted me, I felt very special. You know. <laughs> he always knows somebody. I'm not. I'm not. Somebody. Yeah. And if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. You know. Did you have anything yeah. special happen? Sorry. Sorry. No. You got to go after that. No. <laughs> right. What a letdown. I'm just gonna say no, and then the people won't be disappointed. No, nothing. <laughs> I can't top that. So, okay. ah, it just felt like such a gift from the Lord after the week that yes. we had and all the thing. It was like a little like yeah. I, I love you, Megan, and I see you in your season. It was pretty mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you nice. have not stopped talking about this book, and yeah. uh, I am one that I will talk about a book. I, I, I read a book like all the time. So I'm talking about whatever book I'm reading and I'm like, oh, it's the best. It's like, yeah. no matter what I'm reading, it's usually the best unless I'm annoyed yeah. by it. And then I'm like, don't ever read this. This is a waste of time. <laughs> Which actually is funny. We won't say the name of the last book that you told me you were annoyed by, but I had it like in my Amazon cart waiting for it to come out. Yeah. And then I had just forgotten that it had. And yeah. you had mentioned it and how it was such a letdown. And I was like, delete. <laughs> I did not even know <laughs> just in checking it out because, for myself. Yeah. Because if like, I say I don't like it, it's me. serious. Yeah. It's it's not something I take lightly. No. You know? It's not. No. <laughs> but yes. Okay. This book that I'm currently reading, I feel the same way, is that while I'm reading it, so it's called Lineage of Grace by Francine Rivers. What it is, it's five books built into one. So it's great because you get five totally separate stories. There is a little section at each end, at the end of each book that if you were to use it for like a small group or discussion or a book club, there's questions to ask and like even space to write in and stuff. But the whole idea is that each story is about a different woman from the Bible and tells about like what she was going through during 
the event that you probably hear about in the Bible, right? So Bathsheba, Ruth, Naomi, uh, you know, like all of these different women and basically all of them are in the lineage of, of Christ. And so it's just like so impactful to hear what actually was taking place or, and granted, some of it is fiction, right? Because we don't know exactly what they were wearing or where they were standing because all those details aren't given to us in scripture, but it's amazing to make it come to life for all these. And it's, and it's, um, very spot on as far as like what is actually told in the Bible is in there and stuff like that. So mm. very cool. But the one that I have been talking about, we were talking about, we're actually basing this podcast around is the story of Ruth and Naomi. Um, Meg, was Pause for one second. About that? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask, is this, um, how many have you read of the book? So I'm on the fourth out of five. Is so, the Ruth one been the most impactful for you? I feel like whichever one, kind of like you said, whichever one I'm on then feels like mm. the most impactful. But because Here, the stories are different, I don't know. It's like so hard to compare them. Okay. Here is what you listeners need to understand. Julie is the hardest person in the world to impress. She is picky. <laughs> That's terrible. She is stubborn. <laughs> It's true. I mean, you have high standards. It's like trying to impress trying Russell to because Russell and and Julie are the same in so many ways. They like things yes. perfect. And so when she is it's not like me. I love a lot of things. I'm not picky. You you know, we we just we take it all in. But <laughs> Julie has standards. And so the fact that she's saying this book is that good and she loved all of them really mm -hmm. does blow my mind. Like I'm not just saying that. It's Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. I it's I mean, you're you're not wrong. But it really is so good. And I think it helps it, like not like the, I know that the Bible is a living breathing word of God, right? But like this helps it come to life in such a different way cuz yeah. it just puts so many like um I don't know, such a story around what's happening. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But I, how how much do you want me to jump into this? Where do you where do you want to go from here, Meg? Because I feel like okay, we can okay. Go so so I would love before we like we were planning for this podcast, and you were like, "Here yeah. is here is why I want to talk about this." Like, what was it that mm -hmm. captivated you so much that you were like, "I want to alter my life to live a certain way because of what I'm reading about Ruth"? Yeah. So. I think the overwhelming theme of each story in this way has been each woman is going through something completely different from the next, right? However, she chooses in little moments to, to chase God, to follow God's plan for their life. So it's, it's not, they don't even know the big picture, right? Like they don't have the Bible that they literally have the law or they have stories from their great grandparents or their great great grandparents. And so mm. they're following based on truly faith. Like mm. when it gets down to the nitty gritty, it's it's this belief in like I have seen what other gods, little G does, mm. or what they don't do, right? And that's not for me. I want to follow mm. the God, the true one and only God. And so it's that has been, I think, the biggest thing that stood out to me in general is that we a lot of times are going through things that we don't see the full picture. Everything. We don't see the full picture. <laughs> don't I know it, girl. Don't I know <laughs> <Right>? it. <laughs> and and like we're so quick to question like God's goodness or his faithfulness or his providing when in all reality. You, we have no idea what he's working in the background. And so it's amazing to me that these women chose that. Uh, can I just, can we just talk for a second about what you just said? And like, we want to plan and know the future. And it just, mm -hmm. for some reason, the thought of like, we get manna for the day. Yes. We don't get manna for tomorrow. We don't get manna for the whole week. Mm -hmm. We get manna for today. Like there's that verse. We get manna, like talking about manna each day. And if you don't know what that's referencing to, while the Israelites were in the desert, they had no food and the Lord provided food for them. In my head, as I was little, I always thought it was angel food cake. I don't know why, but that's in my head, that's what manna was. 
That is in fact I not loaves accurate. Of bread. Like little loaves See? of bread falling. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> either way, angel cake is great too. I mean, right. either way it's a win. <laughs> there Manna. was no protein oh, in it in my head. Like no, absolutely no protein. <laughs> there was no intentionality. <laughs> uh, but they got manna for the day. But then you think about um, your mercies are new every morning. There's that. And then there's also the scripture that talks about like you've grace for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting abiding in Christ and and going down that road, like you have enough for each and every day. And we don't know the whole picture because we get grace for that moment. Yeah. And what's so convicting to me about that is like, do we ask for that? You know what I mean? Like how we just expect God's goodness all over our lives and we forget to lean on him every day for our sustenance or for his grace or for, right? Like, that's the part that's convicting. To Come me on, that. preach it, girl. That is, I'd prefer not to think about that because that is, ooh. I feel like when we're in the moment or we're in the valley, we're like, we're like praying, 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 praying. And then as soon as something gets easy, I think to me personally, I'm like, well, yeah. All right. God answered that. Thank you so much, Lord. And then move on. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> when I need something versus abiding and being like, okay, God, what right. do you want for me today? What right. can I do for you today? What do you want me to know today? Right. The other thing about that and like um, manna every day that sticks out to me is that a lot of times in even in this book, the people waited for God to tell them what to do next. Let's go. So interesting, right? Because we're just like going along our way, like, okay, God, if this is wrong, could you just put a wall up, right? Or let me Mm -hmm. know. Um, But instead, like they did the opposite. They stayed until God said otherwise. Yeah. And that is also so interesting to me. Mm. Mm. Because it's But their choices were big and scary. Their choices that they made were big and scary. Like imagine God being like, okay, it's time to move across the world and they're like okay let's go this is what's comfortable this is a little scary but what could be scarier is this but we're going Mm -hmm. right and like for example parting the red sea right or going across the jordan river like they had examples of god's provision for them while they followed him and I don't know, it's just so amazing to me that when we ask and when we lean on him for that daily bread and when we follow what he has for our lives, how he makes a way even when it appears that there would be no way. There is no way. Right. Yeah. Like you look at an an ocean, the Red Sea, a sea, <laughs> not the ocean, but you look at the sea and you're like, uh, hey, thanks for leaving us here. Like, cool. What are we supposed to do? And then imagine watching the Red Sea split. And they're like, dry ground, dry ground, dry ground. What just happened? I don't know. It's so good. Okay. So let's go back to like Ruth. What about, what was like, what was the most, you told me something yesterday. I was like, wait, what? And it's, uh, it's not like Ruth didn't follow Naomi because of who she was Mm -hmm. like her position. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So the obviously if you don't know the story of ruth and naomi is that um naomi is ruth's mother-in-law and her husband and her husband's brother and their father so naomi's husband and two sons all passed away so they did not follow god in the story that's very instrumental how naomi did follow god and wanted her husband and sons to follow God, but they worship the idols of that day of their, See, their tribe. I didn't know that. Like, I don't think I well, really knew that. Yeah. I mean, again, okay. This part, like, I don't know if that's depicted in scripture or if that's just part of this book, but to me thinking about that, I mean, I don't, I really don't know. I haven't studied enough, but in the book, this is how, so the husband and two sons were not followers of Jesus, which makes sense for the whole story. And Ruth then has the choice. She can go back to her parents, which – and that was custom for then. If your husband passed away, you could go back to your parents' house if your mother-in-law basically, like, released you, right, to go back to them. So Naomi did that. She wanted she wanted Ruth to go back. And 
the thing that's so interesting is that it's not because of so like we were talking you know like doesn't matter who it what who it would have been but in this case it was her mother-in-law she didn't follow her because of her position because she was mother-in-law or let's say she would have been queen or right what whoever she followed because she knew that her god was the true and living only god she knew the stories were true she knew about the way he had proven faithful and that's what she desired to follow God. So she decided, no, I'm not going to go back to my parents' house. I'm going to go with you. And basically the end result is that they wanted to end up with God's people. They wanted to go back and be a part of the nation of God's chosen people. That's why she went with her. And they had to travel such a long ways. She was, it was a t- right, like rough terrain. It's not like now we're not hopping in cars and taking the highway, right? Very difficult. And yeah, I don't want to jump in the story, but that's exactly it, is that she didn't follow her because of her position. She made mm. her choice based on who God truly was and her desire to follow him. Can we take a second and just relish in the fact that Naomi lived in such a way? Maybe there was other people around, like the culture, mm. the Israelite culture, maybe. But Naomi lived in such a way that Ruth wanted what Naomi had like like the god of naomi Mm -hmm. yeah and i imagine her like telling stories right and Mm. and like sharing all that she knew because again that's all they have to go off of Mm. the like the heritage that they were born into like what a gift to be able to share that Mm -hmm. with kids family yeah right right and to pass that on and so yeah and the story ends up that Um, She then marries like the most wealthy, godly, upstanding man in where they end up um, traveling to and bears sons and right, which is like the ultimate blessing because they want to carry on their name and their. So anyway, like if she had chosen not to go with Naomi, it would have been a completely different story. Mm. One choice, but it actually came from a multitude of choices that Naomi had and those choices right. impacted Ruth. Right. 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 Exactly. The choice, the choice to share yeah. her heritage. Yeah. Not choosing like the easy road, right? Mm. Like choosing the, and she wasn't accepted quickly in, in the story. She wasn't accepted quickly. Like mm. you can imagine all these things of like, what if you travel back with your, with your mother-in-law and it's not your people and mm. right. Like God knows he's still, rewards and shows his favor on those who seek him regardless Mm. of what else is going on around you and it got us talking about all the choices that we make and how we overlook the little i mean in a way right like the little ones if they're easy they just but in all reality the little ones are what makes the big ones Mm. yeah yeah i mean I look back at your story and like just the crazy last year that you have had and how um, you guys could have made decisions based out of fear and the easy route, or you could have based Mm -hmm. decisions on like where you felt God was inviting you into. Mm. What was that like? Can you tell the people? Because you're so low key, people don't realize the decisions that you guys have had to make. Um, but it's time. You need to share. It's um, time, she says. <laughs> We're just going. So, yeah. Um, as you guys know, if you've been listening, my husband is a college basketball coach. We've been coaching for years and years. This last year, um, yeah, we were invited into a brand new program, which would involve a move. And I think to speak to what you had mentioned, Megan, is that Choosing comfort mm. is what would be so easy, right? Choosing mm. what you know, what's um, what everybody else appears. I, I feel like I'm trying not to say too much, but yeah, choosing comfort in, in a route that feels safe and comfortable is not always what God is calling us into. And so mm. when you make the little choices to be faithful and to pray for guidance and to listen for God's voice and to um, truly seek his will for, for your life in whatever way that looks for you. Like if you didn't grow up in a Christian home, there's not like, I always used to feel like there's a certain way you were supposed to pray. Right. Mm -hmm. And for God to be able to no, like 
speak truth about what you believe he's calling you into or what he wants for your life and he will make it clear. And mm. it's funny because those little choices like choosing to seek him, right? And to, and to ask him what he has for you. When you start taking steps towards what you believe that is, he will affirm that. Yeah. 100 times over. Which is it, wild. Yeah. I think, okay, so what What did you have to, okay, what did you have to quote unquote give <laughs> up to make that happen? Like set the stage. So Be a, I mean, sto- be a storyteller, Jew. <laughs> <laughs> so we left um, a house that we had just built. We had not even lived in it two years when we decided like, okay, God's calling us elsewhere. Um, you give up comfort, you give up knowing, I know this is going to sound silly, but if there's moms listening, you guys are going to know, like you give up knowing where the stuff is in the grocery store. Like, and we've moved a lot. So I've done this a lot of times. You give up the doctors, you give up everything, you know, you give up relationships, your church, um, friendships that you've built, everything that's, that comes with moving, but you also give up, um, what you know to expect, I would say. Because when you walk into something brand new and you have no idea who's there, what they stand for, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, how it's going to go, are you going to be safe? Is there going to be how much turmoil if you know there's going to be turmoil coming in? Yeah. Yeah. I would say just comfort. What were you, what would you say? You know, you walked through this with me. Yeah. Um, I think too, it was the idea of um, you had started – you had some relationships that it took like you had only been living in that area for a few years but you were finally having connections and like just the idea of like if you had an emergency you could call somebody and say hey watch my kids which you would never do but like just that comfort part like that Mm -hmm. you had something Mm -hmm. and then moving somewhere new it's like who do you trust who who could you possibly when you have kids it's so so different i think mm-hmm. um well, yeah yeah and like the fact that you were moving from like a comfortable season of life to selling a house and then moving into a beautiful home but far less than what you had that was way more expensive for you to move there and like if you looked, if the world looked at your decision, they would be like, this is a terrible decision. You're moving into like mm-hmm. one of the most expensive places in all of the world to live. You're starting a brand new program in a place that people don't want it. You're moving your right, kids right. away from comfortability. And you finally found a church that you guys were like, felt like you were actually a part of and thriving. Yeah. Yeah. And stepping into like this unknown of, mm-hmm. but even though mm-hmm. this hasn't been easy, do you feel like you know that you made the right yes and like you're following what God has for you? Yeah, 8,000% yes. Yeah, and I you think know it doesn't make sense. Of, no, yeah, on paper it would never make sense. Like it, it, to anybody logistically in any way, it would have never made sense. Not in how, any <laughs> how, how many times did you guys drive like 4 hours to a storage unit? Like how how many times did right. people Yeah. A like lot. yeah, eight different trips, probably. Do you think eight is like for real? Oh yeah, at least yeah. Mm-hmm. four hours. It like nothing about it makes sense, but you're like, this is absolutely what we're supposed to do. Yeah, and I think it's those little affirmations, like the way, and it would be, and this is another thing that I remember years ago. A friend spoke to me when we were leaving a different school. And, or I don't know if she spoke it to me in person. She might've texted it to me and she said, I'm praying for like little glimmers of light for you. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she meant like Jesus's goodness in that text. Mm-hmm. Right. And that spoke to me in the sense of like, I'm not, I can't be expecting like the spotlight to be like going past my eyeballs, right? Like I need to be looking for God's hand in each and every scenario, Mm. because if I'm not, I'm going to miss it, right? Because Mm. I'm so focused on me or our comfort or packing or whatever that I'll miss what he's trying to show us in these little Mm. affirmations. And so, yeah, I think it was because of those like little choices leading up to 
all the discomforts, yeah. right, of knowing that have helped remind us like of what we're doing and why we're mm. here and what – and he was preparing us and all those things too. I feel yeah. like he was preparing us in so many ways, so many things we were learning in the church and and just – in you know, mentoring and other relationships and books and podcast, all this stuff. He was teaching us so much and we would have not been equipped probably to come with the perspective that we had, had we not mm. chosen, right, to seek him in those little things prior to this move. And he, yeah. we talked about this too, like Meg, I, and like Jamie Winship talks about this a lot and like you graduate, graduate is my own word, but mm-hmm. you graduate in a sense to like once you i don't know how to say this like follow through on what god has for you like he increases Mm. can you say that better than me do you know what i mean russell always says like god invites you to like learn a lesson and once you have learned it he'll be like all right let's go to the next one let's go let's let's build on that lesson and then if you forget he'll be like okay let's go back and review the lesson that i've already taught you like if you need to go back let's go back if that's what you need that's what i'm gonna meet you there (laughs) Um, I think one of the coolest things was we have been, you guys know, living fearless by Jamie Winship has literally changed our lives. And like this whole living fearless idea is coming from him and what we have learned, um, along with scripture and all these other things. But I think one of the cool, when I knew before you knew that you were supposed to move there, like, I don't know why, but as soon as you told me, I just like the Holy spirit in me was like, they're going and you need to encourage that in them. But when somebody asked you, have you read the book living fearless or something like that, when you were sitting down with a recruits family, I'm like, they did what? Like what a God wink. Like I've got you. Yes. Just like that. Things just like that. Yes. That was literally what shaped our, our mindset around like, okay, if God is inviting us into this, we will follow, but like, how do you know he is? You know, and those fears start mm-hmm. to creep in. And that's one of the things we talk about a lot is like, when you are making any decision out of fear, it's not from God. And so, yeah, yes. we sat down at, um, at lunch with the recruits family after we had been uh, reading this book and just talking through this and just challenging our faith um, in a good way. And we got on this top, they were, I think they'd asked us something about how we were coming about this position or moving or whatever. and it aligns with the book and they were like, oh my gosh, have you heard? And we were from that. I was just like, God is so kind mm. to give us this mutual like challenge in our faith at the same time as to say like, see, I've got you. Mm. There are going to be people here mm. also on mission with you. Um, On mission. Yeah. I love that. And I think the mm. thing that in a world that wants instant gratification, we have to remember that our choices are a part of the race that we are to endure Mm. every single choice. So Mm -hmm. like the little choices, like Mm -hmm. having integrity at your job every single day and being honest and truthful in whatever it is that you're doing, or maybe it's, maybe you're a mom and it's putting down your phone to look your kids in the eyes. Like it's the little choices that create the big moments and like enduring Mm -hmm. that race in a world that wants instant gratification. Like somebody said the other day, kids nowadays get whatever they want when they want. And I was like, yeah, because we were talking about something along the lines of like entitlement, people feel like they deserve something, something. And I was like, why does this happen all the time? And and I was listening to something, I don't don't remember what it was, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the idea is that uh, our kids get instant gratification in almost everything. They don't have to watch commercials anymore. They don't have to like, think about that commercials. You'd sit through and you'd be like waiting and anticipating. And, and if they don't want to watch something, they just click to the next thing and they have instant gratifications, even the way I'm about to make some people mad. But like, if you're a mom, <laughs> the way Coco melon is designed, it actually is too fast for kids. Um, like it actually slows down their brain development because it flashes from scene to scene to scene too quickly. And it makes the kids brains want something quicker and faster. And uh, it actually kind of stunts their growth or I shouldn't say stunts their growth, but it actually declines their ability to be able to wait for things. And I'm like, oof. okay. So like, we're talking like they're even like in today's world, 
we want to lose weight. And so let's take, let's, let's do the easiest thing that gets us the quickest results. Or we want instant gratification with, I want to work and I want to make money like this entitlement that like, I deserve all of this right now. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, I think the, what you guys did was you made a lot of small decisions that led you to that point. And those decisions were choices of like, you know, you guys were faithful with the money that God had given you, you gave and gave and gave and gave, and you made choices to like really be with your family and to homeschool and all of that prior to. And so when God invited you into this, it was an easier yes, because you had the funds, you were homeschooling. It wasn't like, not saying it wasn't a hard decision. It obviously was, but Mm -hmm. like all of that led to like this easier thing because you guys had made like homeschooling is the thorn in your flesh. (laughs) It's the thing that you quite literally. (laughs) Yeah. It's the thing that you, but you know, it's the right yes for your family. That choice is the best yes for the best yes for you Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think having a process oriented, you know, to speak to what you were saying about instant gratification, like that's purely opposite of being a process oriented, right? Mm. Like if you're process oriented versus like immediate, you know, gratification, you see that this is not going to happen. The end result, what I want most is not necessarily coming right now. Mm. It's me taking these little steps in order to get there, which should provide hope for a lot of people today who are like, I really wish that I, my life looked like this right now. Or my children's behavior looked like this right now. Or our home situation looked like this right now. We all, I feel like, have something, right, that we're like, I wish that this was a little bit different. Understanding that, like, that's not the best way. It's not – you might want that, but that's not what's best for you most likely, Mm. right? Like, looking at the growth that needs to happen between now and then I think that's my biggest issue with instant gratification and I struggle too with the same right in my own in my own way but when I look at it from a outside perspective it's that you're skipping everything in between that actually makes the story great. Ooh. The ups, the downs, the challenges, yeah. the hardships, the yeah. connections, the growth, right? Like you assume that you're ready for the end thing when you haven't been faithful in the little things that get you to that point. Even if yeah. we're just talking about parenting. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, you think you you think you're old enough to have a cell phone, but you haven't proven yourself responsible in X, Y, and Z, or whatever it is. My kids are all enough to have phones. But yeah. It's you know what I mean? It's just mm. being faithful in the little things. And God calls us to endure. Mm. He calls us to run the race, to fight a good fight. Like that is what we're here for. We're the valleys yeah. are where the character is built. The in-between time is where the character is built. And it's okay for our kids to wait. We are doing a disservice at kids, whatever. Like e- even just what whatever it is, it's okay to, to build and to learn and to, like Julie just said, like running the races. You don't win a marathon by just getting to mile 26 from mile one to 26. You have to run mile two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to 26. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to keep choosing to keep putting that foot in front of the other. And that's like a, a choice every single time, like every single time. So mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. like one of the biggest things that we wanted to ask here and then, and then we'll go into like, okay, what kind of choices are we talking about? What, mm-hmm. we'll, get, we'll, we'll close with that. But I think one of the things that Julie and I, since living, living fearless, we have recognized that a lot of our decisions that we make, every decision that we make for the most part is based out of fear. And by that, I mean, like, I choose not to do something because I'm scared or I choose not to do something because I'm uncomfortable or I don't know what's coming next. I, I don't, I don't even wait to ask God. Um, or we're so afraid of quote, oh, this might step on people's toes. I almost feel like maybe I should, yeah, we're going to go with it. Uh, like, is this in God's will? I'm like, we, we like sit there and we're so fearful about, is this in God's will? And like that fear of like, but what if we make a bad decision, then God gets mad at us or whatever. I lived there for so long mm-hmm. that I realized that like, that's that fear and shame and guilt never come from the Lord ever, 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 ever. And so if God's inviting you take that one step and one step and next step mana for the day mm-hmm. and 
like, is fear guiding you? Is fear the thing that's guiding you, whether that's finances, uh, moving, whatever it is that's scary, um, Mm-hmm. is is the reason why you're choosing not to do something because of fear, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and simply asking yourself that, like, let's just go to like the very, like, let's just say you want to connect with a mom. You're a follower of Jesus. You want to share encouragement with her, or maybe just brighten her day or be a friend to her, somebody for her to lean on, whatever. I'm not going to talk to her right? Why? Ask yourself, why would I not? Yeah. Well, because she might not accept what I have to say. So does that mean that you're fearful what she could think of you? Yeah. Okay. Then that is not of God because God gives you the power of a sound mind and you can Mm. pray and ask him to give you words to speak, right? To encourage and to love on this mom. It's it's a lack of belief in how big God is. Mm when we yeah. put our decisions into fear. So simply ask yourself, why or why not would I choose this? If it if the root of it is fear, then you can know it's not of God. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Or like, like the lack of finances or we like we ahead, choose so often to like not make a decision or to not do something out of fear. Like that is the whole well I'm too scared or I'm not equipped or I'm not whatever and the and the whole basis is because it's scary. We're mm-hmm. supposed to do things scared. We're not, we are not called to a life of ease. Like literally the Bible says, if you're going to join with Jesus, things going to go downhill quick, but <laughs> like, <laughs> Our it's words. not supposed to be this easy, fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This easy, fast thing. It's a journey. It is, it's a beautiful journey. It's a race that we get to learn so much about our savior. And I just think that like, um, like even if we go back to the community, like there's a choice to um, be a friend to somebody. As a matter of fact, uh, I haven't even told you this, but oh, I t- you heard a little bit of it last night, but mm-hmm. um, I'm pitching the brain dumps, which if you haven't heard are available at MeganHansel.com, little plug there. Um, but the brain dumps are, uh, I get to send them to like one of my absolute favorite stores in all of America. Mm -hmm. It's like nationwide. And it's because a few years ago, six years ago, five years ago, I made a friend with the worker there who I Mm -hmm. just adored when I was there. She was just helping me and made me feel so beautiful. And so we connected on social media because if I see somebody that Mm -hmm. like I love, I just, I want to follow them and be a part of their journey. And we had connected so many times Anyways, fast forward to where like now she works at the corporate headquarters for this company that I dearly love. And I reached out to her and I was like, hey, how do I get like, what are the chances I can get my brain dumps into this store? And she was like, oh, message. My friend is the buyer. Here is her information. She can't wait to get it or something like that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all because a few years ago, I was like kind and also did the scary thing of befriending this girl on social media. Like it's kind Mm -hmm. of weird, but also like, I just love to, I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that the Lord allowed me to see her and to like follow her on social and stay connected with her, even though it might be scary to connect with the worker at the store. It's uncomfortable. Right. But like to see them Mm -hmm. as people, not just the worker of the store. Yeah. 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 And you have this amazing gift too of just like bringing people in. And the funny thing about that is like while you're fearful and you didn't let the fear stop you, but like while you're fearful of like, ah, what is she going to think? Should I do this? She's a lot of times the other person's thinking the same thing, right? But both Mm. people end up being blessed by a connection. So yeah, it's funny how fear wants to stop us. But Mm. the end result has become something extra beautiful now that you're launching this amazing brain dump and it could Ultimately, this could help it reach so many more women and help them feel more, yeah, in control of their their lives. Our next episode after this is going to be all about the brain dump. So if you're like, what is that? There's more coming and we'll share more about that on the next episode. But um, But you want it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. You're going to want it. And I'm really, I haven't even told you about the next part yet, Ju, but I already am designing the next one. Ooh. But we'll talk about that later. And like, okay, okay. this top one is secret. 
top secret. <laughs> I'm going to tell about it on the next podcast. So it ain't that much of a secret. <laughs> um, okay. So like, what are some, if we're like, okay, I, th- I always get annoyed when people are like, okay, so like big decisions, fine. But like, what do you mean by the little, like, don't leave me hanging. What can mm-hmm. I do today? I can't, I can't yeah. just go move my family to uh, Florida. Like Julie did. Like, what can I do today? That's going to serve and equip me for who God is going to call me to next year. Yeah. So I think it's like really looking intentionally at your day and the little things that you already do. So we talk a lot about like um, habits and your rhythms and things that Mm. you are trying to do more intentionally every day. But like this could be this could be as simple as a TV show, right? What you're putting in your mind. This could be the podcast you listen to. This could be the music you listen to. This could be what you read. Um, There's a, a book series that I just love. It's like very entertaining for me. And I realized one day, like, this is not feeding me. Like, this Mm. is not doing anything for me except for like strictly entertainment. It's not building my life in the ways that I really want to be built. Right. So it's a little everyday thing that ultimately does not line up with who I want to be in the Mm. long run. Right. So look at the little things that, that you're doing every day that, and maybe it's just one little thing that you could tweak. Um, mindless activities, Meg. We talked yeah. a little bit about that yesterday. Woof. Um, woof. Woof. <laughs> I girlfriend. Woof. That's what yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's what Alone, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where it's from. Um, <laughs> what I have a tendency to do is because my mind goes a hundred million miles an hour. Like I'm a fast thinker. I'm a fast doer. Everything that I do yeah. is fast. Sometimes I veg out in a non-healthy way. Like I know some people are like, oh, but your body needs rest and you need rest. And yes, 100%. Like there's a Sabbath Mm -hmm. for a reason. Yeah. But when I am intentionally vegging out and um, doing something and closing off everybody and everything else and not serving the people around me because I want to do this one thing, it's not helpful. It's not – I am not becoming the person that God God created me for. I am letting this idea of just mindless entertainment. And then yeah. what happens is because I have a, this addictive personality, I can't stop. It's all I think about, right? Like I love to turn on pickleball. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like I realize that, but I love pro pickleball. <laughs> I love to watch it. Um, and I think it's because I, I don't, I mean, maybe it's an idol, but like, I think for me, it just, I can become, I, I can become completely IDLE in my brain and just not do anything. Mm -hmm. And then I start when that happens, I start telling myself, you can't be, you can't be a keynote speaker. You can't be this person. Who do you think you are? Mm. Because I'm not feeding my brain the things that I need it to be. Like I'm not doing the work that I need to do to be able to become a speaker. I am vegging out, just sitting there doing something that's mindless. And so like one of the things back in in our business, one of the things I challenged people all the time I ask would be like, okay, when you sit down to veg out, are you serving the people that you want to serve? Are you, by you sitting out and doing whatever, are you impacting the people that you were called to impact? Or are you just stepping out because it's the easy, comfortable thing? Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I realized that like I chose comfort a lot and like I choose comfort in food and I choose comfort or sometimes my comfort is my discipline in not choosing food, which then sometimes becomes an idol. Like it's so crazy the things that I find comfortable, but when I'm seeking comfortability, it's because I'm trying to almost stop the impact and just relax. And there are seasons for like, I relax in different ways than other people, Mm -hmm. but I hope that does that that make sense. I think the truth, yes, and I think the truth is still that. So, so for example, regardless of what I think the overlying theme here is that you know what it is mm. for you. Yeah, and most of us know. Like for somebody else, that might be right. Like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to have the same result as it does for you. Mm. But you know that doing that is what blocks you from getting close. It gives to me what you truly want to be. It gives me instant gratification of that stress mm-hmm. relief, but then I get more stress because I'm avoiding the things that I need to do be doing. So then mm-hmm. I it upticks everything else. But like, mm-hmm. let's also go into okay, 
we want to talk about mundane decisions that you that will give you yeah. instant gratification food choices that's yeah. why fast food is so easy and it gives like fills that pot of for like that moment that dopamine of like instant food that feeds mm -hmm. my people when in all reality i want to feed my kids clean foods and then i live with like shame and guilt afterwards i'm not i'm not saying you should feel that whenever you have fast food i'm just saying for me if I plan well, and I'm intentional with my choices, those choices of going to the grocery store to make sure I have stuff or going, if I'm intentional in those choices, then I get to be intentional with my food choices or even modern medicine. Like if you, my family and I are on a, we have, we are uh, a family that is going, trying to find out like the source of illnesses and doing more holistic uh functional medicine sure. things yeah. versus mm -hmm. modern medicine because modern medicine a lot of times just masks a symptom or gives instant gratification and relief and that relief could like if you like a lot of times people give their kids a really easy instance is people give themselves their kids tylenols to like stop a fever but the truth is a fever is something that is good that is when your body is fighting an illness and you trying to keep down the fever could be um, creating that illness to last a lot longer because the body can't fight it. And so there are other ways to bring down a fever, but it's not as instant as the Tylenol. And so like, it's little choices like that, like, and some of these instant choices have long-term effects both ways. A long-term effect yeah. of fast food is like, how does it make my kids feel long-term? Is there an addiction? Like Brinley is wholeheartedly addicted to uh, <laughs> Chick-fil-A and I'm, it's like, it's bad. Um, but like flip side, right. It's God's <laughs> chicken. So it's fine. But <laughs> except for like the 62 additives, I saw a reel about all the things that Chick-fil-A puts in their <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't even watch this. I cannot, I, I've given up so much. Chick-fil-A cannot be one of them. Get away from me, Satan. <laughs> right. I don't want to know the truth. But mm. honest, honest to goodness, yeah. think about like the mundane decisions of I'm going to run to the grocery store and it's going to be really annoying for me to get all this stuff. And then I'm going to make my kids food. And like that choice alone is going to serve them so well throughout the week because they're getting a balanced diet. They're getting the protein that they need. Their bellies aren't going to hurt because I'm feeding them whole foods. I'm giving them things that serve them well. Mm -hmm. That decision is going to impact them for the better. Yeah. Like those choices are the harder choices. It's the annoying, right? Back to my feeling. It's the annoying choice, but yeah. it's the thing that I know is going to serve them well. I mean, and mm -hmm. you could play that in so many things in planning your week out or not planning your week out and running by the seat of your pants or mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? No, I think like, I think it's perfect because the everyday decisions we talked about, right? And these being the mundane. So like for our listeners to to look at their own habits, lives, yeah. days and say, okay, what are the everyday things? What are the mundane things? Which mm -hmm. to me is like, I guess I should probably should have looked up the definition of mundane, but it's just boring, annoying, right? Like the mm -hmm. things that are just uh, everyday, yeah. but not, you know, but the boring everyday. But then but we they have go to like the, Go ahead. No, go. I was just going to say then, but we then go to like the big decisions. Mm. And like you were saying, those little ones add up the mundane and the everyday add up to the big ones. But like, what are some of the big ones? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is like finances. Mm. But I also, that's also like every day too, you know, like yeah. deciding every day. Do I need <sighs> a coffee for my favorite coffee shop? Probably not. And that's a, terrible decision to have to make but here we are you know right. it saves a lot right. of money and enough days like that and you're and it becomes a big decision of like i spent mm -hmm. x number of hundred dollars on coffee this month mm -hmm. yeah you know and like and um, sacrifice is not bad i think in the world of instant yeah, gratification yeah. and in choices and all of that, we think that if it's hard, it must be bad. If there's a sacrifice to be made, it must be bad. And actually Sadie and I's one of her gymnastics coaches and I, we were talking through like just kids today think they deserve a lot more and they think they should be handed a lot more. And, and I was like, well, one of the reasons why I love 
gymnastics is like it's building like they're not just instantly good at it it builds this character of like hard work in them and that could be of any sport and that's why i'm a huge advocate of like kids playing sports is that it builds this discipline in them that like if i work hard enough i can achieve that and like in gymnastics if sadie works hard enough she knows that she's going to get her whatever she's whatever skill set she's working on and i love watching her to be able to develop that skill and that character quality of discipline but if it was instant it wouldn't be as rewarding no no it definitely would not and we see that too in even at the college level right is that just because you're here and you show up doesn't mean that you automatically deserve x number of minutes or playing time Wolf. You have to perform also. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and think about that. And like, an, I'm trying to think of an example of like a non sports thing. Like, just because you exist in your home doesn't mean that you're impacting your family for more or for greater or for better mm. or for more purposeful for existing. Right. Which is, I think, why we're so passionate about this being intentional is that you don't know it's not perfection. It's not she's perfect. It's that she she's intentional with the little things that she like it just I'm gonna have to not talk about it because just because you're here, you show up. That's what's expected. That's not what's above and beyond. Yeah. That's doesn't that doesn't show that you can perform, that you meet any other criteria just because you yeah. arrive. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, That's don't be sorry. I I I love the spicy Julie. It's my favorite one. She needs to not come out. But no. like we talk a lot about the quote, um, like never sacrifice what you want most for what you want at the moment. Yeah, what you want right now. And I think like yeah. sometimes when I'm um, watching my macros and it's like, and I'm closing my intermittent fasting window or whatever it is, I'm like, I really want this. I really want this, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, am I sacrificing what I want most for what I want in this mm -hmm. moment? And the, and the answer is always yes. And I don't want to be that. So all this to say, we have kind of come to ask ourselves, I think this would be a great takeaway that ask yourself, if I'm called to fill in the blank, is that what I'm doing best here or could God be calling us to more? Like, is that actually truly what's best for you, for your family, for God's calling on who he's, he's designed you to be and your unique identity? Or is that feeding yourself? Mm. It's like a challenging question. Yeah. Am I living in, am I, whatever God's calling me to, am I choosing that or am I choosing self-desires to veg out or mm -hmm. un, unattached like myself if you were to, to? If you were to like fill in the blank, like I was thinking for me, if I were to fill in the blank, like if we're, if we're called to like impact other people for for God's kingdom. Like that's kind of yeah. what I would like first fill in the blank. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that aligns with like what, why we moved and why we believe so strongly in, in the community that we're in right now. But is there something that first popped into your mind that you would say for that? Um, like I'm called to this. Like for me is if I'm called to influence others to become who I think they were created to be, then I need to show mm -hmm. up and stop hiding behind my fears of not looking good enough on social media, or I've put on extra weight mm -hmm. recently and I cannot for the life of me show up on social the way I'm supposed to, because I know that I've put on extra weight and I'm like, people are going to be judging me. And so like that fear stops me from sharing a lot of the things that I know I'm supposed to share, but I haven't mm -hmm. been. And mm -hmm. like that fear of mm -hmm. other people thinking. And so or yeah. it's like i know i'm i'm currently called to be a mom that's intentional with her kids and sometimes mm -hmm. my other stuff gets in the way and so i push them to the wayside or whatever i get annoyed by when they're interrupting me or whatever mm -hmm. and my true calling is also in my home mm -hmm. so am mm -hmm. i getting frustrated with them because i'm annoyed that i have uh that my time and my what i think i have planned is more important than their little lives but they have things planned and things that they right. want to do. Like it yeah. might be intentional with that. Mm -hmm. Like they're their own mm -hmm. human beings that have their own intentions. 
Mm-hmm. And am I just saying no to them because I'm being annoyed by them or whatever that is? So mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. I like to. I know. I, I think one of the things that you shared that was so good is mm. like playing. Sometimes we play it small. Mm-hmm. like too small we're too scared to make any decisions we're too scared like ruth could have mm-hmm. made the easy decision to go back to her parents the easiest yes mm-hmm. would have been to go mm-hmm. back to her parents but she yeah. chose the thing that god was inviting her into even though naomi turned her down multiple times and said no we're not doing this and what happened mm-hmm. yeah it changed the course of history yeah it and ultimately like changed her entire life yeah and the world you know, and the, world. the lineage of Christ is through that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what, what we're being called to, like what you guys, what you're, you are being called to, like mm-hmm. our crew, what you guys are being called to, but like you, you're probably being called, you're probably made for a whole lot more and mm-hmm. fear is holding you back. And you need to start choosing that, that you don't have to live in this you're not a victim to your life. You're not. You have a choice. Yeah. And, and with that, we we'll, know where we're playing small. Yeah. Just be honest. Like, like we truth tell. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Truth yeah. tell. Mm. I think with that, we'll end this episode. And we just are super thankful that you tuned in for another one. This mm-hmm. is incredibly long. And we involve. Sorry. Oh, we sorry we're, real sorry about that. The next one we promise to make it shorter um 25 minutes probably tops so just 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 marinating Hang that <laughs> yeah and if you feel like there's a choice that you want to make and you're scared and you want to be accountable to somebody message us on the she's intentional instagram the last thing that we're gonna plug is follow us on social media follow us on the platform that you're listening that really helps our um the algorithm and leave us a review. Like we are so blown away. We have so many five-star reviews, but we need more than just the reviews. So if you've left us a five-star, we love you. And we want to give you a million viral, not viral, ooh, a million hugs. What is the word? Like air what hugs? I don't know. Yeah, air hug, um, virtual hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A virtual, not a viral, a virtual. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But we need the written out uh, reviews more than anything. So um, if you're an Apple listener, that's where we need the most. And so if you could go write us a review, unless you hate us, then um, just leave your negative comments elsewhere. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, be intentional with your week. We hope you have a good one.